Hello and welcome to the latest from Hearts Standard. My name is Joel Sked and I'm joined by my colleague James Kearney. How's it going, James? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Doing all right. It's quite quite cold here in Glasgow, but I'm just about wrapped up warm enough. How are you getting on? Aye. Oh, it's, it's, it's freezing for you. It's freezing mm-hmm. for you. That's what I've got the uh, hoodie on, heating on, etc., etc. Stuffing my face with uh, chocolate digestives to make myself uh, make myself feel better. Uh, how was how was the party thistle game? You were there uh, on Saturday, weren't you? I didn't. I didn't go in the end. Oh, no. did you not go to Morton? No, then? no, I didn't. Um, I ended up just watching it on the telly, and I'm glad that I did that. To be honest, because it looked like an absolute honking game from what I could tell from my very dodgy stream. It wasn't great, and yeah, but yeah, one all. We'll take that. But anyway, but anyway, we're not here to talk about party thistle. Sadly. No, we're not. As much, we're as, not. much as I'd love to, and you won't get you won't get me to stop if we do. Um, so we should maybe. Pivots back to back to uh, Gorgi, I suppose. Yes, I think that's uh, I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we kind of just going to uh, talk over the with no action from the weekend. Just the latest from around Hearts. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff in uh, the news as well about Lauren Shanklin's contract. We obviously signed Dexter Lempikisa on Friday. The thing was confirmed Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Uh, from Wolves on a loan deal until the end of the season, following his after he got recalled by a. Recalled from his loan spell at Rotherham United. Hearts played a bounce game today against Kilmarnock 1 2 1. So we'll talk a wee bit about that. I wasn't there. Uh, I wasn't there. Just I just got, um, uh, just found out the information um, that would be of interest to Hearts fans regarding it. And we'll kind of maybe talk about the transfer window in general for Hearts. But we'll start off with, we may as well start off with the bounce game because that's that happened yeah. today, that's fresh. It's, I think a lot of people have uh, got an interest in that. It was, so a big thing was Hearts didn't go away for pre-season. The, oh, sorry, pre-season, the winter break. So to mm. see some clubs have gone for a warm weather training camp. Look at Hibs, they've gone to Dubai. I think Rangers are in Spain, I think it, uh, I think it somewhere, is. Right. Yeah, way somewhere, but... Naismith talked about that at the end of the winter, uh, before the winter break was, it's been quite an intense period of games up until that point. You looked at between the vet, end of November and the start of January, what was it, like 9, 10, 11 games, whatever it was. That's quite a lot. And then you're coming back and got Spartans. There's going to be a couple of midweek games in the first few uh, weeks back. I got the Spartans game on Saturday, followed by Dundee then Aberdeen, then Dundee, and then I think it's a midweek game against Johnston as well. So, again, it's going to be another quite hectic period. So, the decision was taken not to go away. Players got a lot of, um, oh, not a lot, a wee bit of uh, extra time off. A lot of the Hearts boys went to Dubai. A couple went to New York as well. So, I think it was a, it was important to get players refreshed and then come back and get back into and build up into the weekend's game. And that involved a game against Kilmarnock. I think the kind of the big talking points, Craig Gordon played mm. 45 minutes. Him and Xander Clark had 45 minutes each. And then aside, other than that, the big one for me was Benny, ben- Benny Benigami getting back to uh, get some game time. Because obviously when we when we uh, left, he, was, he had missed the previous two games. Slight, I think there's kind of a mixture of fatigue and a slight feeling in his leg, but those are, I think, those are probably kind of the, the, the standouts in terms of Gordon and Benny both playing. But probably, just the other, the other one as well that kind of caught my eye was uh, is it Adam Forrester? Adam Forrester, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, I think, it was 45 minutes he got, didn't he? 
Yeah, so he was he was involved. I think it was it would have been him because the Lembakisa got forty five minutes. So yeah, they would have swapped position, uh, swapped roles because uh, right. that was a big thing. It's like you're looking at the two the the the, the squad that played. I think it was essentially rough um, near enough two different elevens each half. Yeah, yeah, oh, that makes sense because you do think that particularly with the, the, these next few weeks when. You know, Hearts are back in action first of the cup, then the league games. As you said, there's a few midweek ones as well. There's that postponed game against Dundee, so there will be quite a few few games coming up in quite a short space of time. And obviously, Atkinson and Rose aren't going to be there for them. So mm-hmm. you, there is going to have to be another option at right wing back. Obviously, we've seen Sibuk there, we've seen Forrest there. Um, Forrest is probably not his best position. Sibuk just doesn't hasn't really convinced there. And so it is good to see another player getting game time. Obviously, we'll go on to speak about. Uh, is it Limbaika? Lim, Lim, is that how you pronounce it? Limbaikisa. I'm, I'm Lim, going like Limbaikisa. I'll, I'll find I'll, uh, I'll, I'll find that out. Uh, right, I'll, I'll stick with that for now. Yeah. Uh, the new the new lad on loan from Wolves. Um, <clears throat> obviously, he's coming to the end of the season. Um, he, he'll have to, you'd imagine, plug that gap in the short term at least until Atkinson comes back. So it's, it's good to see him get minutes. But I think, yeah, from a kind of youth development perspective, it's nice to see guys like Forrester getting into the team and getting given a chance because we know that. He was on the bench at Ibrooks, I think it was, earlier in the season, and I'm sure he was on the bench um, maybe at Hamden, or maybe it was just Hamden. It was definitely one of the Rangers games. And yeah, it was the Hamden on. game. Yeah, he didn't get on, obviously, but you know the fact that he's getting involved in these games in pre-season, the fact that he's been in the senior squad, he's been around on match days, that would suggest to me that he's pretty close, I think, to making that step up to the, to the senior team. And, okay, it might just be coming on for the last 20 minutes of games here, or, you know, maybe gets like a chunk against Spartans or something like that. But the fact that, um, you know, like um, Macaulay Tate and like Aidan Denham, <clears throat> these young guys are now starting to get little opportunities and okay, it's mm-hmm. an pre-season game. Yes, it's a bounce game. But you do think that particularly, as I say, the next month or so, while Atkinson's away, there is going to be that, um, there is going to be competition there, obviously. Obviously, the uh, we've got the new guy who's coming in on loan. He's still having to adjust to the team, still having to adjust to the league. So you look at it and you go, well, you know, Forrester could well end up playing us getting like a serious amount of minutes between, maybe not a serious amount of minutes, but he could get a good chunk of minutes anyway between now and, you know, what, mid-February when Atkinson gets back. And you know, that can probably only be a good thing, I think, for for the him, for the player for the player himself. And you'd like to think it'd only be a good thing as well for others in the B team who can then see players making that progression, which we've talked about. It's like it's really important that you've got examples of people making that step up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a big thing coming into the second half of the season. I know Joe Savage spoke about it at the the AGM. There's Stephen Aceworth talked about uh, talked about with him in terms of the squad size that they want to create that a bit more space within the squad for the guys to be guys from the B team academy to be more involved, and you're right. I think it's, I think some fans maybe rightly go why why bother signing uh, Limbikisa? Uh, there's there's Forrester there and he's, he's highly rated, but I think you're you'd probably be leaving yourself a wee bit short if mm-hmm. you uh, <clears throat> or putting a lot of pressure on Forrester if you were to go right. Uh, this is what Atkinson's away. Uh, got the next next six games, and well, that is an opportunity. At the same time, like and you don't want to. You don't want to overwhelm. Uh, don't want to overwhelm Forrest, especially if he comes in. Naturally, for young players, if they might struggle defensively, then they might be, need to be taken out, and then you're just back to where you were before with Forrest or Civic. So, I do think that's uh, that's it was important to bring in another right wing back or right back option. 
but I don't think that means that Forrester won't be won't not get kind of won't not get a chance. So he'll be he'll still mm. still be around the first team. Uh, he'll still be around the squad. So yeah, that's uh, it's uh, probably good for him to, to to score a goal as well. Because again, being involved in the first team, that will be that will be a big one helping him. Uh, he wasn't the only one, only youngster that was involved. I think it was. Uh, um, let me get the uh, the count uh, spot on. Um, uh, Jambo Academy fifty one on Twitter. He kind of he detailed uh, all the play, all the youngsters who were involved. So was, uh, Macaulay Tate, James Wilson, Luke Raffrey, Ethan Drysdale uh, were involved as well. Again, players like Drysdale, Tate, Wilson, very highly rated, highly rated teenagers. They got involved, as did Finley Pollock as well. He noticed he played, watched him play against Edinburgh University in the B team when Hearts won 12-0 a couple of Fridays ago. He got uh, he got brought on at half-time and he impressed. He looks like he's missed a lot of football, so he's still got mm. probably catching up to do, but he's very high related, high, highly rated and it's clear that he's worked on his physique with uh, while his time was out. And that's another big thing that I think you look down south, Scotland's maybe a wee bit behind England in that athleticism and physique, whereas Finlay Pollock really looked like he'd uh, worked on that in, in a good way. So I think that was important for him to be involved. Who else was involved? Craig Halkett got 60 minutes, which was important. Shanklin was uh, was was involved as well. Grant wasn't involved, but encouragingly, I uh, understand he's going to be back in first-team training tomorrow, full training tomorrow, which is, which is good. So even if it's too soon for the Spartans game. He should be around and potentially involved in the next few league games after that. Yeah, <clears throat> no, it, looked, it looks that way. And I think to us, the next six months are going to be really quite big for George Grant. Like I know his contract's not up for, I think he's got 18 months left in his deal mm. at the moment. So he's still got a while to go, but you do look at it and you wonder, you know, if he's not getting enough minutes, <clears throat> he might fancy a move elsewhere. I mean, he's 29 now, I think. Um, obviously, he's a, you know, approaching a point in a career where he's just going to be wanting to be playing as much as possible, getting as many minutes as he can. And he's a player who's, you know, he's had a strange career at heart so far because he's found himself in a team. And even this season, you know, it looked like he was going to be leaving in, uh, in the summer there. He, he stays around, he gets his chance. And to be honest, I think he's probably taking his chance quite well whenever he has been given it. Um, you know, there's times where he's been ahead of Lowry and the team on merit. Um, and I think that Lowry has probably signed to be a first team regular as well. So I think that he's it, 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 an interesting player because I think that there's definitely a good player in there. And you can see that he's got the, he's certainly got um, like the technical ability to play in, in a heart team and to be a big part of it. I think it's just about getting that more consistently, which to be fair, I think we've were seeing that over the last couple of months and, and then obviously picked up that knock and then that's kept him out the team for a wee while. So, I do like I do think there is a good player in there for him, but I do think he's also approaching a bit of a crossroads with this, this um you know between now and the end of the season where if he plays well and you know he's be able to be effective and get involved in games and you know do the things that we know he can do, then you know he might well find himself as a quite a senior player at Hearts next season. If he doesn't, if he struggles for game time, if he doesn't take his opportunities, then he might well be off in the summer. So I, I, he's a player I like he's definitely one to watch, but we know that Lowry's away in the summer. So that that is going to open up gaps in that position anyway. Um, obviously, we know that the Hearts are interested in trying to get Jan Danda to fill one of those gaps. That'd be a pretty good replacement. <laughs> but again, if if Grant doesn't quite reach that same level of consistency that he was shown right before his injury, then it wouldn't be surprised if he moved on in the summer and then you need to bring in yet another playmaker on top of that as well. 
Yeah, yeah. There's it, especially he's in a position centre midfield where there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of options, yeah. and you do look at and you wonder if there's Hearts might need a, 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 a different profile in there maybe this summer with someone who's more uh, back to front or box to box, which I think is we Scott and I spoke about it on Friday, and I just think Hearts fans generally and naturally like those box to box players who can get about the pitch and who are going for it. Colin Cameron, Paul Hartley for one. Mm. Uh, we come up with kind of just like kind of talismanic midfielders, but like you and uh, as the sources the uh, networker says, uh, I like George and I think he's so I do I, I, I like him as well. I think he's I think he's a good player. I just think he's maybe not put the numbers up that I thought it was going to be just because of his goal scoring form in England, which I think attracted attracted him to Hearts. I think there's been a lot of just a lot of moments uh, during his during his Hearts career so far where. He, you thought maybe he was ready to kick on and then something's mm. happened or he's got an opportunity, he's maybe not taking it. But you look at the Zurich game where he'd just been signed and um, his, he, he, he attempted to win apparently by going down in the box. Uh, some people could call it a dive, probably was. And he, he got booked, sent off and it completely, uh, it, it kind of just changed. And then he was out of the team for a wee bit and then it kind of just maybe changed that trajectory. So he had to work hard, he got sent off again. So he's just had these moments where it's just, it's probably be frustrating is probably, he, he, if, if he was to sum up his time at Hearts, I would wonder if he would call it frustrating. And you'll, you add in the Celtic game, he was brilliant. And you just thought that's mm. that's brilliant. He's, uh, you, you'd expect him to be heavily involved in the next few games. And then he gets an injury. I would not see, uh, he missed the end of the, uh, the, the end of the first kind of first half of the season. But yeah, he's, he's a really talented player. I think at times he's maybe been, uh, moved around and which has probably not helped with his consistency because I looked at him before signing or when Hearts did sign him and he, he had some good good seasons in England where he scored a lot of goals and he seemed to be playing off the left off a kind of front free or he was a bit more attack minded. At Hearts he's probably played a wee bit deeper. Yeah. No, he, de- he definitely has, you know, but <clears throat> I think what one of the things I would say though is yeah, you're right in terms of like goals, assists yeah, th- those numbers aren't really are there. But you know, for data nerds like me, I would say that you know the underlying some of his underlying numbers are really yeah. good. You know, um, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly. But you know, things like his passing accuracy in the final third, um, his expected assists from open play, um, and I think his accuracy at set pieces is quite good as well. Whenever he has hit them, so there are there are definitely you know, there are things that he's doing right and things that he's getting well. Um, but you're right, yeah, he's just not really producing those hard numbers. But then. I think if you look around the entire Heart squad, there's only one man. I think this season can they can look at his goals and assists column and be quite happy with it, and that's Lawrence Shanklin. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen. Uh, I think it was Graham who often listens to these uh, these YouTube's um, or our briefings. Uh, I think he put up a tweet over the weekend where it was like just uh, like the the team's individual goal scoring and it just uh, it's when you see it written down when you've got Lauren Shackle at mm. 18 and then it goes to 3-3 three, three, uh, 2 well, yeah, you know, just thinking off the top of my head you know, the squad there'll be a core squad players that have played about 18, 19, 20 games this season and yeah you're right You know they can't have scored anywhere in a couple or assisted anywhere in a couple so you know it's, it's been quite slim pickings in that regard but I, I guess the, the, a positive though would be the fact that we're now what halfway through the window and I would argue that Lauren Shanklin stuff is dying down a bit, or maybe I'm not seeing it properly. Maybe I'm not seeing it, but it doesn't seem as if like the speculation is quite as rampant as it was going to going back two three weeks. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, there's been there's a lot of um, lot of chat around around Shankland. I think the widely reported that Hearts have Hearts have started uh, Hearts have started talks with, uh, with 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 Shankland, and it's just it's one of these things that I think could could take time to to come to an an agreement on in terms of if there's a new if there's a new deal in place because it's never with uh, contract discussions it's never straightforward there is mm. always a bit of uh, to and fro and it's it's one where the you just wonder if teams will be wanting to pay what again we've we've talked about it plenty so there's there's not too much to um to do uh, kind of add to it but it's it's that balance between what hearts want and what teams are willing to pay and I think I've, I've been on record before is that my my gut feeling is that you'll extend but then it might be sold in the summer if there's an extension place and then they put in a reasonable um kind of release clause but it's it's just as you're just wondering who are the teams that would would want them? I know there's been links to certainly start of the window. There's been a lot of links to uh, teams down south, but as you've seen, there's you look at players in the champ, both in the championship and the and the Premier League, and there's just there's such a importance on athleticism and mm. power and pace, and it's you can look at uh, a number of ways and it's just made the game a lot qu- it just makes the game it's just made the game a lot quicker but at the same time you're thinking there's there's this guy who's just a brilliant goal scorer because you look at see if, if it was um you're looking probably 10 15 definitely like 20 years ago this guy would be uh, so so highly valued because he puts the ball in the back of the net and I, uh, I, I, there's just been so much more emphasis especially down south on being able to run yeah oh absolutely you know i mean look at um you know so look at someone like stevie may for instance you know when when he had that first season at st johnston was brilliant scored all sorts of scored 20 odd goals or something like that guess has moved down south you know he just kind of falls off the radar for a couple of years comes back up to scotland and he's you know about four stone heavier and you know he's absolutely covered in muscle and it's like all right great but he can't run anymore and that was one of the things that made him great See, I think you see a lot of Scottish players when they go down south, particularly to the English Championship teams, so they just kind of bulk up because that's what's required to play there. And then, but even if that then that's to the detriment of their own talent or what they can already do. So, um, yeah, no, I agree with that point. I think the other one as well, of course, is just the fact that it would be a gamble moving to England, I think, um, at this mid-season, at this stage of his career, and with the Euros on the horizon, I think it'd be a crazy gamble to make from from Shankland's perspective. That's that's something that's I think that's the source network says here. It uh, kind of depends on what Shanks wants, but he goes nowhere if we say no sale. And mm. it's Hearts are in a really positive position because we've got him under contract for eighteen months, so there's no need to sell, and there's no be any desire to sell a sell because, like you said in your piece you wrote about him recently, this is the last season where a third place or whoever wins the Scottish Cup is guaranteed. European football entry, so that's that's a big one. And then Yadin, Scotland uh, aspect of it is this: this is a player who's going to be doing all he can to make sure he's in the Scotland squad come the summer. And so far, you think he's made a very, very, very good case, and he really should be in Scott in Steve Clark's uh, squad. If the squad was announced tomorrow, you'd have to think he would be in in the squad. Mm. 
and they just like that upheaval. If he was going to, I think it's just it's, it's a big it's a big move. It's, it's a, I'd say a big risk because you, you you'd imagine he would back his quality and back himself to go there. But there's so many factors and variables involved in a transfer window that, in terms of like uh, just changing the changing the team or he, it might be a different style and might you might be asked to do different things you can there's off-field factors that it's always a big not a big risk but there's there's factors that he needs to consider where it would be like he have to weigh up whereas if he's staying at heart he's going to be playing every week he's likely going to be scoring uh, the vast majority of goals and he's always kind of going to be in the headlines and uh, right there for steve clark to see no, absolutely. You know, that's basically how I feel about it. Is the fact that yeah, like things are going very, very well for Shankland on a personal level just now, and I would think that with with this tournament, which you know for him is a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know <clears throat> that that this is it. This is his one chance. And I guess you, I don't know why he'd want to rock the boat in that instance. You know, again, especially if it's just you know just if if you've got an eye on a move in the summer, fine. Just do do the do the, do the five months or whatever it is. Get Hearts in the third, score your goals, get yourself onto the plane to Germany, and then you know sail off into the sunset, and everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah and it, I, I, so there's two aspects I, I feel for him in that this is going back to the point I made earlier. I feel for him, and this this guy's like he could just say to anyone, like I can guarantee you goals," and then folk are like, mm, "Not sure I'm going to pay for, uh, pay for you because hmm. we want pace and just uh, running power," which is. It's 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 uh, unfortunate in a way that that's the way the the game's gone, and in terms of kind of priority, for especially kind of down uh, down south, and you wonder if it'd be better suited to uh, European football. Maybe if you wanted to have another go at go at European football, but yeah, it's um, so so like we're saying, yes, like there's a big thing because there Shanks says everything needs with us, and I suppose mm-hmm. you'd probably want uh a, a contract that he thinks is more deserving of his importance, his quality to the team, but he is on his way to becoming uh, becoming a, a club legend. And then also the factor in he might cons- wonder if it, if it comes into his consideration that if he does well this uh, second half of the season, gets into Scotland, the Scotland squad, and then performs, gets his chance and performs really well at Euro twenty twenty four, that opens up even more doors for him potentially. No, exactly. You know, like how many times do you, you know, we always we see it constantly after big tournaments that players who catch the eye and do well earn their move. Like that mm-hmm. consistently happens, and there's no reason that Shanklin couldn't be one of those players. Absolutely, you know. Um, so yeah, that is absolutely. I think that's definitely a part of it. And again, just playing. If you think if you're scored at a European Championships and performing well at that level, all of a sudden teams that are maybe going, oh, but he can't run. They're oh, he's not. You know, this big battering ram up front. If you can, if you're doing it against you know like some of the best defenders in Europe at that point, that's maybe enough to assuage those concerns. I would, I would think. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I think that yeah, definitely delighted to see him still here. Hopefully, he does stay stick around. I think it's good, good for everyone if he does. And we'll move on to Dexter Lembekisa, uh, the new right back. Uh, I've, I've watched him, uh, watched him, James. What would you, what would you like to know? What would you like to know about? Well, what's he like? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I've never seen the guy play. You, you have. Just tell, us, tell, us, tell us the story. He is um, very fast. I've watched, so watched, I watched clips of him when he played for... Uh, I watched clips of him when he played with Wolves. So he played twice against Liverpool in the FA Cup and 
the first game was at Anfield and he came up against Andy Robertson and he did really well. He's he, he had he's got loads of pace. There was, there was one moment in the I think it was in the first half of the match where he was about 10, 12 yards inside his own half and the ball went into I think the kind of winger dropped off and the, the ball went into him and six seconds later he was on the edge of the Liverpool box. So he can he can eat up ground really, really quickly and one thing I really, really liked about him, aside from the pace, because, I mean, one thing I think Hearts fans would like to see more in the squad in general is pace. But one thing I like, really liked about him, his attitude towards the defending and that he will really want to engage with the winger. He'll look to close him down really, really quickly. And he's got a good... Uh, he's good in 1v1 situations. Again, his pace helps that. And he's, he's able to move, uh, kind of turn and move uh, really well. And... The stats from what scenes that favoured um, or showed them in a good light compared to maybe compared to Atkinson in terms of uh, kind of defensive duels. So that's that's encouraging. I think he's had a tough time at Rotherham. The he's, I think he's reading reports from down south and then watching some of his games from when he was with uh, Rotherham. I think he started really well and he injected a bit of energy into Rotherham team. But this is a Rotherham team that are bottom of the championship. The last time we looked at the bottom of the championship, I don't know if it's changed over the weekend, but he is... Um, uh, I'm just going to look just now. Uh, champ, English championship. Do, do, do. Yeah, they're still they're still bottom. Like eight points off, off safety, and mm-hmm. they're not a great team. So I've, you, you looked at him, I kind of felt from him, and... I, Wonder if it just eroded his confidence because this is that was his first time playing regular first team football, uh, having been on the periphery of the Wolves, uh, the Wolves uh, side. So he went there on loan, got plenty of minutes, got a lot of game time, which is important for Hearts because he's a player who can come in and just hit the ground running. So he's had that experience of the Championship where it's a bit of a grind. Scotland shouldn't be that much of a that much of a shock to him. I think uh, he might find in possession he might not get as 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 much time, uh, which I think is always an eye opener for players coming into into Scotland. But the fact he's had that game time is important. Defensively, what I saw, he didn't make any like egregious errors, but I do think there's a, a mixture of confidence, but also just being a young defender as mm. part of a really struggling team, part of a team that have conceded a lot of goals and just. Um, uh, almost like I wonder if it just made him kind of second guess himself and if he wanted to make the same runs he would do in an attacking team and that's a big thing he's coming from a team who had the lowest average possession in the championship under 40% to a team who have got the third highest in the Scottish Premiership so he's going to see a lot more of the ball he's going to be able to be a bit more uh, on the front foot and Stephen Naismith did note in uh, on the sign and that he's, uh, he's an attacking player as well so I think, I think it'll be a good move for him, potentially for Hearts as well. In that, he'll want to he'll want to be on the front foot, which is which which is good. But he's also used to playing in a, as a back uh, right back in a back four or as a wing back. So there's that versatility, which is really important for Hearts as well. Oh yeah, definitely. We we know that Naismith likes to change stuff game to game, minute to minute. Sometimes you know, like that's just part of part of Barca's playing for Hearts these days. Uh, that's the thing that's really stood out for me there is the fact that yeah he's pacey because we know that um, at times Hearts even when they're playing in the back five or the back three in the wing backs it can get a bit lopsided where Cochrane mm-hmm. doesn't get quite as advanced as whoever's on the right hand side 
So I think that having something with pace is able to get up and down that wing can be really important, especially like you say, if it's someone who's got those attacking instincts to try and take on his fullback or try and get in behind and stretch things. That's probably something that has been lacking at times this season, I think. Um, I, I guess for me, though, the biggest thing is I, I'm, I'd like to see is like, what's he like on the ball? You know, like like you say, we don't we we've not really had a chance to see that yet because at Rotherham he's playing for a team that are not very good and they don't see any of the ball. But whereas at Hearts he's going to see a lot more of it, particularly just because the team see more of the ball, but also just with the way the wing backs play and his Hearts team they get on the ball and they're trusted with using it well. That might mean taking it in tight areas and shifting it on, drawing the man. It might mean you know a big crossfield ball over to the other side. You know, these are the things that in order to really excel at that role and get the most out of the team you need to be doing so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on from, from that kind of perspective because i actually think defense defensively you know if he's got that pace and then just the whole kind of defensive structure in general hearts that should be okay you know touch wood but it's it's the other side of the game it's, you know okay when you're on the ball you're going to be a, a lot more is going to be asked of you at hearts and is at rotherham and you know that that's going to be um Probably what will define his loan spell as either a success or a failure, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really, really good point because the defensive side of the games where he had uh he had some issues towards certainly towards the end of his loan. Like I said, there's not glaring errors, but I'm confident that he will improve and impress because you'll have someone like Frankie Kent behind mm. him or to his side, someone like Craig Calcutt, so an experienced defender who's going to talk him through the game. I think that's really, really important, especially someone coming up first day for Scottish football, having someone to be able to uh, communicate with them and talk them through the game. So I've got no real issue or concern about that. Not not really wary. I think that'll be I think that'll be that'll be fine. The biggest question mark will is that possession. And mm. at times when I watched him I thought he was a wee bit loose, a wee bit rushed with possession. Stats wise, it was Average is um, passing accuracy, not the greatest. I think it was it was under seventy percent, not the greatest, but it was around the same as uh, same as Atkinson this season from from what I saw. So I do think he will probably need to sharpen up or tidy up his his, his passing in in Scotland. I think that will be the I think that will be one of the biggest question marks. But he'll definitely provide an option. He'll get forward and he'll make sure that the that his teammates have, uh, he's making himself available for them. And another big thing is that with Tim being at Hearts, being on the ball, there should be more options available to him than, for example, mm. at Rotherham or like Wolves at, Wolves at Anfield. So, yeah, I think that's that, that's a good point. And if he is, uh, if he can adapt to that side of things, well, coming under pressure a lot in Scottish football, then he should be a, a successful loan sign. Again, this is, uh, it'll, likely play a lot of minutes over the next couple of weeks until Atkinson's back and then it just means there's competition at right uh, right back, right wing back which can only be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know that Naismith <clears throat> speaks a lot about that. Every manager does. They all like competition. They don't like just somebody just going, oh, I'm going to play right back this week. I can coast in training. You know, nobody likes that. They can see why they don't like it. So, um, yeah, I think that it's, a, it's certainly something that it won't do any harm and again, with Forrester as well, also providing that little extra edge of competition as well. Hopefully, we get to see him get some minutes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we finish up, the, there's not really been much else happening on the transfer front. Stephen Naismith has been quite uh, vocal and it kind of reiterated, reiterated again to the even news uh, piece that Barry Anderson did this morning that there's not 
a lot of desire to add any more players. This I think he's quite that uh, this this window. I think he's quite happy with the with the squad as it is, and it's only if if something comes available that will like improve the team or it's something that the, the, the club will really like. I think that's that's what will happen. But it'll be more about kind of future proofing for this this summer. Like we've seen with uh, with Hearts' interests in Jan Danda. Other than that, I think it's more about potentially players moving on, opening some space up for the academy. Obviously, if certain things happen, then Hearts might need to dip back into the transfer market. But I think the team squad's in a good place. That unlike other teams within the Scottish Premiership, there's not a desperation, and I think that sometimes what harms harms teams and teams start getting desperate in January. Hearts are not in that position. Good squad, especially if people get back from uh, from from uh, from injury <clears throat> over the next few weeks. Um, as source network, uh, network source network are asked, does anyone know what the score with Cami Devlas? It was expected that he'd be out until the after the winter break. So you've still got Devlin to come back. Hopefully, he won't be back that long after the return. Liam Boyce can Barry Mackay as well. And it just provides more and more options. Obviously, Rills and Atkinson coming back, but yeah, I think the squad is in a, a decent place. So, so what you're saying is that basically there we know fun, exciting, sexy new names coming in, and the rest of the window is now just about let's keep a hold of Shankland. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. That's that. That's the main thing. Keep uh, keep Shankland, Shankland until the uh, the window closes, and I think that would be if you keep Shankland and have brought in a right back, uh, right wing back. That is a really positive window. That's what Hearts needed to do. I think if you offered most fans that on January first, said at the end of it, Shankland's still here, and you've got another right wing back. I think most would have snapped your hand off, to be honest. That, yeah, that's not uh, another couple of players wouldn't go amiss. They're always nice. Everyone always likes a signing, but you're right. I mean, it's one of those things where if the right player became available, that'd be great, but. Looking around the squad, it's not. There's nowhere it's in need of like major overhaul. There's not any urgency there. There is a good squad of players there that are that um yeah. Now that there's a right wing back in there, there's not too many gaps in the squad. Although still signing number six, they need there needs to be another number six. You can't just Benny can't do it all, and no one else can do it. You need to sign somebody else. Yeah. Well, there we go. That is what um that's us for today. I've just uh, seen that um. The news reported that Lauren Shankland has been offered a new contract by the club, uh, and I can confirm I think that is in fact the case. So um, again, that was uh, the expectation was that Hearts would offer him a new deal, and that is uh, that was always going to be the case. But we'll leave it there, James. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you very much, everyone, for for listening. Uh, we will be back either Wednesday or Thursday ahead of the Spartan Games on 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 Saturday. But until then, thank you very much and goodbye.